You get an opportunity to play with your brothers and you make it about yourself and not who you're playing against. They have played exceptionally well all year. They got to play out of their mind Friday. Early in the week, and we get it. Oh, man. I am not one of those guys that believes, hey, I want to get somebody at their best. No, I, I, I like them at their worst. <laughs> Welcome to another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Thanks for accessing us however you are doing so. Large device or small. Please access us safely. That's the only thing that we request, knowing that this is the last week of the regular season in high school football in the state of Georgia, which means Friday is decision day. We find out where the brackets lay. We find out where your favorite team is. Are they in? Are they out? Did they win a region title? Are they a four seed? Do they go on the road? Do they stay at home for one or two, possibly even more games? Not a whole lot to talk about, is there, this weekend, Good. Nope. None, nothing, nothing whatsoever. Hey, one team that is in in Region 5-7, a 4-0 in Region play is North Cobb. Uh-huh. And I have got my North Cobb Warriors t-shirt on that Shane Queen so kindly gave you to give to me. Yes, he bequeathed that t-shirt to you. And yes. the reason I'm wearing it yeah. is because it's got some orange on it for Halloween. True. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Uh, the the big debates that we always have, and we probably should have it as a bit of the staff whip around. <laughs> we probably should have oh, Halloween we'll candy. Save it. Hand, we'll save it. Halloween candy debate. We'll do it at the end. That's what I'm saying. As part of the staff whip around, yeah. your, your Halloween candy Instead debate. Instead of talking about any of the games that happened at all, let's just do... The candy. Oh, outside of the Lassiter losing to Sprayberry by no, 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 uh, 53 no. points? No, 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 no. Yeah? We're going to do the candy. See, here's the staff whip around right here. I have the evidence. And we don't so, need to do it now. Yeah, we we do. don't need to do it. Absolutely we do. All right, but, uh But no. Uh, two top four teams in Class 5A mm-hmm. is the focus this week. It is where at coffee, and we catch up with the two head coaches, Jason Strickland of Ware County and Mike Coe, who is new to Georgia high school football, storied career in the state of Florida. Now he's the new head coach taking over for Robbie Pruitt at Coffee there in Douglas. Very, very cool matchup. Two great football towns colliding for the last week of the regular season. And Coach Strick is hilarious. You're not going to want to miss his interview. Here's what else is coming up on the show. We'll recap our Football Fridays in Georgia game of the week, which was Langston Hughes versus South Paulding. Take a look at region winners around the state mm-hmm. and Preview our TV and web game. Also give you a flag football update. So that's what's coming up on the show, John. Yep. So it's time to catch up with our first guest, Jason Strickland, the head coach of the Ware County Gators right now. They are the top-ranked team in Class 5A coming into this game with a record of 8-0. and And we start the discussion about all of the losses that he had, all the big names that were part of the discussion last year. When you talked about Ware County, it was quarterback Thomas Castellanos. It was running back Cartavius Norton. They're now at Temple and Iowa State. And so what do you do for an encore? Here's your answers from Jason Strickland. Hey, Coach Strickland, you're 8-0, 4-0 in region play, coming off a 59-7 win over Statesboro. Now you turn the page to the last regular season game of the year, and winner takes all against Coffee this Friday. What has your preparations been like? Uh, I was busy. <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> uh, you know, there's obviously there's a lot of excitement Uh around this game and, and there, there is every year. Uh, but I, I don't know, uh, you know, when or if ever that the two schools have played for a region championship kind of coming down to the, 
last game and all the marbles and and um, you know a lot of a lot of stuff riding on this thing but uh you know they are really really good and we're gonna have to play out of our minds to to get this thing done so we we're you know we're trying to prepare for everything we can here's the thing Hannah. it's crazy this is my fourth year here mm-hmm. this is the third time i've had to go over to douglas to play these guys ah. so, but somebody's got to get this thing right <laughs> yes i agree who's making those decisions <laughs> exactly exactly well and, and i mean coach when i caught up with you to try to schedule this thing you were already in planning meetings it's like i just reached out to him you know middle of sunday afternoon and it's like you know I, you know what i figured he was like watching you know nfl games or something just to kind of decompress a little bit getting ready he texts me back and he goes no I, i'm sorry i haven't gotten back to you i'm already in planning meetings and i'm like whoa yeah, is, yeah is we, there, we, I mean, is there such a thing as a typical week for you right now as you get toward the end of the regular season? Uh, no, there's not. There's no no typical week uh, going forward now. I mean, you're you know, you, you, that's what we tried to talk with our guys and and our coaches specifically to you know give them some early days as often as we could, kind of through the regular season. But uh, you know, because the, the thing I'm always fearful of with my staff and and our players is that we get to this time of year and, and guys are tired and they're just, you know, almost ready for it to be over. And, you know, we, we try to build in a lot of short days at times and give them days off and those sorts of things. Because we know when we get here, you know, there's probably not any days off and it's going to be some, some long nights and, and we want mama to be okay and we want, you know, wife to be okay and, and all that. Boss to be okay, kind of, yes. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, so this is, uh, you know, we're, we're working on a lot of long hours right now. But, uh, you know, our, our guys have, have put in a lot of work for it, and our community is, is jacked up. So right now we want to just do everything we can to, to, to represent Ware County as, as good as possible. What do you do on your days off? You're assuming oh. that he has them. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> I was about to say. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm a beach guy. I mean, oh, nice. time I can uh, – you know, anytime we have a chance to get away, that's you know, I'm probably sitting on a beach somewhere, or, or at least at a you know, at a at a restaurant down there. But yeah, uh, we don't we don't get many. But uh, you know, it's also one of those deals we, you know, we we signed up for this. We 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 knew what oh, we were yeah. getting into when we when we got into it. So uh, we love what we do, and and uh, you know, we like getting away and and those type of things. But uh, we love being around the young men in our program as well. How have your student athletes grown into this season because I know last year it was all the talk about Thomas Castellanos and what the offense was doing and your stout defense. How long did it take for this new group that was starting here in 2023 to get integrated into the ideas about what you wanted to do as a program on a game by game basis? Well, you know, a couple things. It's it's almost been like you know, you know, kind of three different seasons for us, and I'll. I'll explain what I'm talking about, but to kind of get back to your, uh, your original question is, you know, our guys kind of were offended a little bit, you know, by some of the talk uh, outside of our program. You know, obviously we lost a freak, mm-hmm. I mean, just a genetic freak in, in Thomas and uh, anybody that watched him play against Temple this, this year is something you, you see what you see. And then, you know, Cartavius Norton, you know, had a ton of snaps last Saturday for Iowa State against Oklahoma. So we're two phenomenal, phenomenal football players, but phenomenal kids as well. But, you know, what our group understood was, you know, the, the group of seniors that we had coming, the Trey Hargroves, um, the Zach Watsons, and, and, and those guys, and our Brandon Washingtons in our program, 
knew, hey, you know, we're we're pretty good football players too, and and those guys have had a lot of success, and and uh, you know, so it wasn't like all of a sudden they felt any worry that this thing was going to step back. What we had to do as a coaching staff was find out what these guys do well from an offensive perspective. We had a got bunch of guys back defensively. We felt like we could be pretty good over there, and uh, and and you know. They, they have played exceptionally well all year. They got to play out, out of their mind Friday. But, but uh, you know, we, we kind of started the season with a thought process of who we were and uh, obviously, you know, breaking in a new quarterback and, and finding out what he likes and getting him used to being able to just tell us, Coach, I don't like that play. Or can we take that completely out of the game? But I just don't like it. Hmm. Because initially, you know, new quarterback, hey, I'm first-year starter, they – they want to. They want you to think that they like everything, and that every you know, and that that was what was so great about Thomas was he was a great communicator, and and he would say, "Coach, we need to call this more, or this is my favorite play." I'll, you know, on third down, and you know, communicate. And, and Thomas, you know, we, we, of course, we let him have the free will to check to whatever play he wanted to play. Um, you know, Nico's was having to learn that, so. The early part of the season, it was just kind of figuring out who he was and what he liked, and then all of a sudden we got in this weather stuff yeah. kind of second part of the season, and it just really, really, we felt like reset our offense. We were trying to just not turn the ball over, and and you know our, our fields were just you know slop fest, and and so we we felt like that kind of hampered Nico's growth a little bit because essentially we took the air out of the ball, just trying to like I said not turn it over. And then we kind of got in a region play and feel like he's kind of taken off. And uh, he's, he's gotten more comfortable communicating what he likes, what he doesn't like, uh, you know, playing with some tempo. And he's, he's gotten, you know, used to making the correct protection calls and, and those sorts of things. So, you know, defensively, we knew coming into the same that we were going to have to ride their back for a little while. But, uh, you know, I think offensively we're starting to, starting to figure out who we are. You mentioned the crazy numbers last Friday, and I want to go through some of those. Nico was 14 of 23 passing, 311 yards, three touchdowns. Jarvis Haynes, five receptions, 114 yards, two touchdowns. And then R.J. Boyd rushed for 113 yards. And Dejan Dennis, 109 yards. That is just outstanding on offense. On the other side of that, I know that you have been sifting through film like crazy. <laughs> what have you seen from Coffee's offense? Well, their offense is, is like a, it, it, it's, it's, it, you go back to, you know, 50 years ago when, hey, we're going we're gonna to put 22 bodies inside of a four-by-four four square. It's going to be a meet and greet in a phone booth. <laughs> That's, I mean, it is, it is impressive to watch. And, and they are literally try to bludgeon you to death. And, and they make no bones about it. And the thing about it, Hannah, is they've got the personnel to do it. I mean, they are massive up front. They are, you know, really well coached up front, uh, coming off the football and, and um, just moving guys. And they've got, you know, really kind of three different backs. They rotate back there that are all, you know, bowling ball guys that are just, they're not very tall, but man, they are thick and big old thick legs and just, you know, everything they get is downhill right at you. And then the Hensley kid at quarterback is one heck of an athlete. They mix in the option game with him, and uh, I mean it is a it is a, a a difficult thing to sit and try to prepare for and 
you know, a lot of us just trying to hang on for dear life and make them play another play. Because if you're looking in, in your books at 33 and 34, wham, and then all of a sudden he busts it outside when everybody's yep. in that phone booth, then you're in serious trouble. That's exactly right. And, and, and so then the other side of that, John, is you, you know, you, you've got to put somebody on the quarterback and you've got to put somebody on a pitch player. Well, that's two more guys that now don't get to fit in the box against, you know, their, their dive stuff. And it just, uh, it is, I mean, it, it really, really creates a lot of stress. And, and, and they, you know, kind of seeing them evolve through the course of the season, I mean, they have just gotten so much better. They don't do a lot, um, especially from a blocking scheme standpoint. But the presentation of what they do, they do, I mean, really, really well of, of mixing up and make things, you know, making teenagers have to think about a lot of stuff. And, um, and we're, we're, you know, man. I, <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I wish we it. were not playing this thing on game 10. Let me say that. I wish we were playing earlier in the season. Lunchtime, early in the week, and we get it. Oh, man. I love it. Strick is already gassed about the mental aspect. He's like, man. Yes, 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 absolutely. Well, we've been doing something fun this year. We've switched things up on the podcast, and we've had both head coaches of a big game like this on. So we're having Coach Co on after you. If there was something you could ask him about the game on Friday, what would it be? (laughs) Are the rumors true? (laughs) (laughs) That he's in line Uh, for the Auburn job? What? (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, you know, I, I supposedly Hansley is is nicked up a little bit from last uh, Friday. Ah, okay. Yeah, uh, you know, we I, we we know that kid's gonna play his guts out Friday and be a thousand miles an hour like he has been all year long. So, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, <laughs> that's awesome. Are the rumors true? So that'll be the yeah. that'll be the question for for, for Coach Co. We'll get a question from him. Yeah, you too. obviously. Hey, yeah, hey, in the can, interest of you equal can time. Let him know now. I am not one of those guys that believes, hey, I want to get somebody at their best. I want all their guys. No, I, I, I like them at their worst. <laughs> you know? and they, I like all their best players out, out of the game. So in you, in you cast. It's like body casts <laughs> and, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. We'll brag about that win just as much as if they're all out there. Exactly. Uh, for, those who've oh, never, for those who've never seen this game, who've never been to Douglas, who've never been to Waycross, who've never seen a game in these two environments, how would you break it down for someone who's never been? Well, let me, let me say this. Number one, it's two bigger schools that, ha- that we, we've got a unique deal. The, the school names have the word county at the end of their name. And, you know, that – that's just different in itself. Mm-hmm. It's the only show in town. Um, you know, the Ware County Gators, the, the Coffee County Tro- – I mean, it's the only show in town. And um, so they're not competing with anything else. And, and the, the, the other thing that, that makes this one unique, I guess it's kind of like Fitzgerald and Irwin and some of those places, you know, the, all, all these guys know each other. I mean, they, they, they play travel ball together. They, you know, do 707 stuff together. Uh, I mean, they, they heck up half of them are, are related. I mean, they, they all know each other. So then all of a sudden you get to Friday and the physicality of what takes place is, is so loud, John. I mean, it's, they are trying to knock each other completely out. I mean, it, it is, it sounds like a shotgun going off every play. 
And, and you know, all of a sudden if there's one really, really physical strike, then the next play the other side's trying to make something bigger. And it's, you know, it, it has been that way every year I've, I've played it. It has been very, very intense. Um, but I mean, the, the energy that is created by both fan bases on, on those Friday nights is, you know, <laughs> incredible. I mean, not getting anybody in trouble. We go back two years ago, we had all the COVID protocols, and all that type of stuff. I mean, we got them over here the one time that we played them over here. Uh, <laughs> there was not any social distancing going on that night. I can tell you, it was <laughs> packed to the gills. And, uh, I mean, it was just a, I mean, every year it's just this electric environment. And now, uh, you know, you're, you're looking at two teams that, that, you know, could possibly, you know, be two of the best teams in, in our classification playing for a region championship and that number one seed and last game of the year, man, it's, uh, it's going to be crazy. Plus, plus home games and making sure oh, that yeah. every, all the path on postseason and season three comes through you. Yeah. Jason yep, Strickland. Man. That's it. Jason Trickland, head coach of the Ware County Gators, hanging out with us. First half of the equation, Ware County and Coffee going at it Friday night for all of the marbles in 5A, two of the two top four-ranked teams chasing after a region championship. Jason, it's always great to catch up with you, my friend. Be safe and uh, just, wow, just have a good game. Because hang we, in there. We know it's yeah, hang in there for a long <laughs> week, brother. But we, It's just Monday, right? Yeah. I know. But, uh, no, just uh, – Everybody be safe, be well, have a great game this Friday night. We'll be keeping an eye on you, and we will tell you this right now. The winner of this game, we are going to be hunting you down for the postgame show. We'll tell you that right now. Okay. All right. See? He's see, he's ready to go. At least we let him know now. Yes. <laughs> Steve will be calling. And then on Friday he'll go, what? What What are you talking about? Because he's blocked it all out for the, what for the show? game. What show? Exactly. But no. <laughs> Jason, as always, your great friend here at GPB. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll catch up with you soon. We'll be keeping an eye on one of the best games in the state on Friday night. Sounds good, Hannah. John, appreciate what y'all do for high school football. One coach down, one to go. Time to catch up with the home team. Jardine Stadium, if you've never been in Douglas, the home of the Coffee Trojans, tremendous atmosphere for high school football. And the man in charge, on the sideline for the Coffee Trojans, first-year head coach, Mike Coe. Hey, Coach Coe, you're 8-1, 4-0 in region play, coming off a 48-0 win over Greenbrier. Now you turn the page to the biggest game of the year, Ware County for all the marbles, as John likes to say, this Friday. What have your preparations been like? Well, just try to treat it as normal as possible. I mean, we we know that there's excitement in the town and, and all around, and obviously it's a big-time matchup, you know, not only because it's for the region title, but, you know, it's our, our uh, rival, you know, right down the road. And But, you know, like I told the kids yesterday and this morning, you know, the the quicker you can just make it a normal football game, because that's what it is. I mean, it comes down to the same things that, you know, that's just going to win or lose you the game. And, and the quicker we can just make it a football game, uh, the better off we're going to be, and it doesn't matter if there's 10,000 people there or 1,000, it still comes down to the same same attributes that that's, you know, you're going to have to have on Friday night to perform well and get out of there with a victory. How hard is that, though, considering all of the all of the noise, all the attention, all the folks like me and Hannah calling you up and asking about right. it? How, how difficult is that? 
knowing that you want to try to have everybody as locked in as possible, but I would imagine that's got to be one of the, the, the biggest challenges you have this entire week is to have them just lock into the idea that it's just a game in quotation marks. Right. So we've got signs up, you know, with the, the Kool-Aid man, you know, just telling the kids not to drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> there you go. And uh, talking about rat poison like Coach Saban. Because, you know, here's the deal, and, and I told him yesterday, no matter what happens Friday, both teams still got to go play the next Saturday, and both teams still have a shot to accomplish their ultimate goal. And, and who, na- who knows, could possibly play each other again, you know. So, uh, really, at the end of the day, what you're talking about is, is the winner of this game is, is guaranteed, you know, two home games if they can get past week one of the playoffs. And then after that, you know, you could eventually be looking at the same same fate or fortune or, or however you want to look at it. And so, you know, the thing is, you know, you're playing a quality opponent. You're playing a, a very athletic team. You're playing a very well-coached team. And it it prepares you no matter what for the games moving forward. And so uh, we're looking forward to Friday and uh, hopefully we have a great week of prep and, and go play really well. Your last two region games have been on the road, huge wins by 42 points or more. How does it feel to have this one back at home in Douglas? Well, it's, you know, it's been, you know, weird. I mean, honestly, I mean, we've, it feels like we, we're having a, a home game and then we're away for a month, you know, <laughs> feels like so you know the town's really excited we've got a bunch of alumni coming back they've kind of on their own put together made it an alumni weekend which i'm all for you know yeah the more the better and then we're trying to create that bond between the past and, and, and i'm really trying to get things going from that standpoint so alumni's excited they like what they're seeing they like the energy our kids are playing with they say it really looks like a brotherhood and they're having fun playing together and so um, definitely uh, glad to be home. Definitely glad to not have to ride a yellow dog three hours or more. Mm-hmm. It's not often that a new coach comes in and does what you've been able to do, and I'm not trying to give you more Kool-Aid, but putting up the points that you have, your defense has also been outstanding. Brag on, on some of your players and what they've been able to do this year. And, and a second part to this is looking back on this season, I guess how would you assess it as a whole? Well, you know, everything – so our three running backs, uh, you know, we call them the BMW package. That's Brown, McDuffie, and Wiggins. Um, and all three bring something different to the table. But they get a lot of the credit. But everything starts up front. And, uh, uh, you know, those guys up front, uh, Luke Laricchia, Tico Smith, Dane Rich, uh, Mason Roberts, Jabrajion Grant, and uh, LG Paul tiny. I mean, those guys do a tremendous job. Coach Bob Hall, who's one of the best in the business, coaches those guys, and we go as they go, you know. And then our quarterback, uh, Maurice Hansley, he actually only got two snaps in the spring game against Brooks County, and that's the first move we made. Um, I told Coach Reddy, offense coordinator, I said we've got to give Maurice a shot. And man, has he just—he's done amazing. I think he's got like a 72% completion. Great, ten or eleven touchdowns, only one interception, and that was a tip ball. Um, just done a great job. And our receivers, I can't say enough about how they block first. And you know, I told them when I got here, you're gonna get one-on-one matchups because we're gonna be able to run the ball. And 
that's what they've gotten. And Billy Hatton out wide, I mean, not Billy Hatton, uh, has number 12 there, has done a great job uh, blocking. And then when, when his number gets called, being able to, to uh, take shots. Billy Simpson, not Billy Hatton. I coached Billy Hatton about 15 years ago. <laughs> uh, a coach never forgets. Uh-uh. Yeah, getting old. Uh, but Billy's done a great job. Our slot receivers, Pat McCall, Keyshaw Turner, they all, Coach Shook does a great job with those guys blocking. And, and I think that's the reason we've got big plays in the run game, too, is those guys being aggressive uh, blocking. And then defensively, uh, Larry Daniel, Mike Linebacker, he's only like a buck 95, but what a tremendous kid. Uh, his mom's battling breast cancer, and, and you just never know it. I mean, the kid has not had a bad day. Since I've been here, he's yes sir, no sir. Again, just make it as normal as possible, and our kids have done good with that. You know, and you just want to build to it. You want to build to it, and then Friday you want to let it all out. And so our kids have been good at that. Our coaches have been good at that. And and so, again, looking forward to it Friday. So then my last question here. We've had kind of fun this year when we've had two coaches for one game, and we've talked to to both of them about the, the matchup. If there was a question that you could ask, well, Jason, we got to ask him. Well, no, we got to tell him the question that Coach Strick asked right. him. Okay. okay, all right. So we asked Jason Strickland <laughs> what question he would ask you about this game. And like I said, this is all in the the nature of fun, and you guys can talk about it at the fifty there at, at Jardine on Friday night. He wants to know if the rumors are true. That's the only. That's the only thing he said. <laughs> That's the literally. That's the question he said. Are the rumors true? And you can take that however you want. That's he the, said. He said more than well, that. Well, yeah, he did. He says, "I want to play teams. I don't want to play teams at their best. I want to play them at their worst." Are the rumors true? It's oh, Hannah's over Somebody, here. Somebody's banged up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and so he just wanted. It, so Coach Co has no idea what we're talking about. In 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 jest and having fun about this game. So Jason Strickland, he's like, are the rumors true? That's the question he would ask you leading into this matchup. What question do you have? Maybe his silence. Maybe yeah. his silence is the answer. Yeah. <laughs> so what question would you ask <laughs> Jason Strickland about Ware County going into this match? If you had the chance to sit down and interview him, what one question would you ask? What rumors are you asking about? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's how you answer the question. <laughs> there you go. I'm the guy with the marker last. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's so good. when you guys meet at the 50 at Jardine on Friday night, you guys could talk about that question. Uh, thanks for being such a good sport uh, about yeah. about this big matchup and, and answering questions and all this kind of stuff. We know it's a big one down there in South Georgia. It is for all the marbles. Two teams ranked top four in the state in 5A. Welcome to welcome – to, uh, the last week of the regular season. Mike Coe, the head coach of the Coffee Trojans. Coach, thanks for hanging out with us on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Everybody be safe. Have fun. Have a great game this weekend. And thanks for hanging out with us and putting up with us. Yes, sir. Hey, I appreciate you guys. So Ware County versus Coffee will be for the region title, mm-hmm. as was our Football Friday in Georgia game of the week last Friday. Region 5, 6A, it was Hughes versus South Paulding wow. at Spartan, Spartan Stadium. Spartan Stadium. And, John, this one was all Panthers. Well, I, I mean, and think about it. It was 7 nothing South Paulding. And then it and turned. And then 
it turned. And then it turned. And it 60. turned. And it turned. Well, but but full credit. And once again, of course. Yeah, of I course. mean, what we've seen from South Paulding and the building of the program. And once again, I'm going to violate a TV tenant here because we have a new friend. Ooh. It is from Sumo Robinson, the head no coach at way. South Paulding. That's a new helmet. It is. That's a brand new helmet. Yeah, so what's the year on the Have back of that? Have we ever gotten a new helmet? 2022. Uh-huh. No, I said... I, I can s- see how shiny. Yeah. So, so describe it for the people who aren't watching. It is White the, helmet. It is a white helmet with the South Pauling Trojan logo on the uh, the left ear. And it is a 2022 Rydell helmet right here with us. And it is going to be on display. Awesome. Do they call that maroon? Uh, I think so. I think that this is, it's like the, the face the, guard. The is maroon, like a maroon, maroon and gold, maroon face, awesome. maroon face guard and the logo for South Paulding. But no, once again, thanks to Sumo Robinson and everybody at South Paulding. Tremendous to be with you guys for the first time ever in our history at South Paulding. We had the South Paulding Carrollton game on last season, but it was our first visit to South Paulding, and you guys were fantastic. Great to add you to our family in the studio here that to Georgia Public uh, Broadcasting Mm -hmm. is where we are, Mm -hmm. GPB. We both got one already. Yeah, we did. And so uh, (laughs) this gets added with a great amount of uh, thanks to everybody at South Paulding. Thanks for letting us hang out with you guys on Friday night, even though the result did not go your way. It was a great atmosphere. Two great guys with uh, yeah. with Boone and Sumo, and uh, otherwise known as Daniel Williams and Eric Robinson. <laughs> no, I like Boone and Sumo better. So the final score was 68-14. Hughes goes 9-0, 6-0, and clinches the Region 5 6A title for the second year in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, quarterback Aaron Noland was 16 of 23 passing for 287 yards and four scores. Mm-hmm. And our Cotton Commission player of the game, running back Ja'Kale Middlebrook, rushed 19 times for 258 yards and four more touchdowns. Just an outstanding game by them. When you look at numbers like that one on the scoreboard tonight, do you guys even blow yourselves away with what you guys are able to do? <laughs> no, nah, we're we pretty much used to it. We come, in, uh, we come into the game thinking we're going to put up 60 points. Every game. Yep, Hughes put up a marker for everybody in 6A to pay attention to. When you're going up a team that was uh, 6-2 and going into that game and was chasing after you for a region title and you put up 68 on the board, that's a marker for everybody to sit there and take notice right now in 6A. 25 other regions were clinched on Friday, and here are a few. At mm-hmm. North DeKalb Stadium, Decatur clinched Region 4 5A with a 40-38 to win over Shambly. What a game. Mm-hmm. Cockwood is now the winner of Region 1 7A with a 24-6 to win over Valdosta. And we got to give a shout-out to our northern teams at the Burial Grounds in Dahlonega. Two mountain schools have met 43 times, but this was by far the biggest game. Dawson County beat Lumpkin County 38-10 to to clinch Region 7, 3A. And our web game, Fitzgerald won Region 1, 2A yep. with a 36-14 win over Cook. John, give us the rundown on other top region winners. All right, so there's a lot of them, so I'm just going to give numbers. Yeah. We have five regions clinched in 7A. Okay. We have five regions clinched in 6A. Okay. We have six clinched in 5A, including two first-timers, Northside Columbus and Cambridge, first time they've ever had region titles, six in Quad A, Four in AAA, five in AA, three in Class A Division One. St. Francis got their first ever region title. And in Class A Division Two, we have another five, including Darren Alford and Sly County out of Region Six. We had him on the postgame show, their first ever region title in the history of the school. Wow. Well, how many on the line this Friday? Do so we let's know the see, numbers if, yet? Thir- if 39 teams have clinched, 
four for the first time. So 39, so eight times. Oh, God. Here we one, go two, again. three, four, five, six, seven. So seven times eight is 56. 56 minus, so 39. So it oh, looks like. Oh, we've got the pin out. So 17 region titles remain on the board for this weekend. So we'll keep an eye on that. So, yeah, if my math is correct, then it's 17 region titles with 39 having clinched region titles for first-timers. And one of those being our Football Friday in Georgia game of the week, Region 7-7A. The clincher Mm -hmm. could be either North Gwinnett or Norcross. Check. Bulldogs are seven and two, five and zero in region play. Got a win over Discovery, forty-five to eight. Blue Devils seven and two, five and zero. Same exact records. Got a fifty to thirteen win over Peachtree Ridge. Both coming off big wins. Both undefeated in region play. It's gonna be a good one, John. Yeah, that one. You know, both of the and our, the with the web game being uh, Cedar Grove, Carver, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That one's another one that'll determine a region title. And uh, that is the old Panthersville Stadium. For those of you that uh, might. Uh, have a history with the Cab County football. It was originally Panthersville. Now it's named after Buck Godfrey, the legendary head coach of Southwest DeKalb a couple seasons ago. So we have two region title games on the line from those 17 on the GPB uh, family of networks on uh, Friday night. And an update, Putnam at Waco moved to Thursday, everybody. So we just got that announcement. Keep an eye on your social media platforms because of a lack of officials. We're starting to see games get moved. Keep an eye with your favorite teams attached, whether or not your game sticks to its original day or is slid one direction or the other. Does it go to Thursday? Does it go to Saturday? Keep an eye on that so you know when your favorite team is playing. But that's the first one that came into the barn for us. That game moved to Thursday in Sandersville. Last order of business no. before we talk about our candy. Oh, uh, well, yeah, well, that, there's other orders of business. Flag but, football. Uh, flag football That update. is not the last order of business before we talk about candy. It, it is. No, it is. It's the last order of business are you, are you before we talk about candy. Commander Sandy, are you listening to this? Yeah, wait a, wait a minute. My team's the only one that matters <laughs> here, everybody. If you, had, if you didn't know. Well, so then if her team is the only team Wait, that matters. we got to get through flag football. We get through flag football. Everybody, you got to tune in Thursday. We have a doubleheader, Thursday, November 3rd. River Ridge versus Sequoia 530. Creekview versus Roswell 630. Streaming on gpb.org slash sports and the GPB Sports app. The girls have been killing it this year. Very We're cool. giving them a shout out every week. Yeah, so. and so, okay, so now since it's uh, the only order of business is Hannah's team and the it. staff whip That around. was it. Uh, Lasseter lost 63-10 to Sprayberry. They're now 3-6, and 1-4 and four in Region 6-6-A play. You feel uh, better? Does that make you feel good? You're the good? one that said that does my it, team is make, the only team that matters. Does it make you feel good? Do you feel like you have some stress release? Decatur beat Shambly 40-38. So uh, Commander Sandy is apparently part of the group that's dancing Ooh. in Decatur. <laughs> uh, Lakeside, Must be nice. Lakeside beat Druid Hills 24-0, moving to 7-2 and two in Region 4-6-A. We were playing a non-region schedule, but I think this is the most wins since the mid-1990s for the Lakeside Vikings. Uh, Parkview lost to Brookwood in the Battle of Five Forks Trickham, 41-33. That's an oopsie. Whoopsies. Falling to 6-3, and 2-2 two and two in region play. Now get this. Parkview, mm-hmm. and I mean, you're going to have to, if you don't want Grayson to be the region champ, Snake. John, enough with the paper. You're going to have to root for the opposition. He's going to have to root for the opposition, the hated rival, to try to, to throw things into a, the blender in his region. Mm-hmm. Uh, Central Macon lost to Spencer, 33-14. Spencer's having a tremendous season. This is not anything having to do with the uh, 
the Chargers and King James, but Spencer, the Green Wave, chasing after their first region title ever in uh, GHSA history. There. And they're going to have to beat Ace Charter to do it. So two and seven, two and four in Region 2 AA. Okay, now, uh, Halloween candy. So let's start Thank in here. Thank you. Thank what? you. Halloween candy. Halloween candy. Halloween candy. All right, so which one? Well, who goes first? Which team Which team is doing the best? Darlington? Gonna, yeah, Darlington with the All week right. off at 9-0, and 5-0. Oh, oh. They get Tryon okay. to determine the seven. So Jeremy uh, gets to tell us what his region. favorite candy is yeah, and, favorite? and who he's being for Halloween. And, and what's your hot take about candy? The the candy that you don't like that you think would freak people out. So what's your what's your Halloween hot take? Uh, Halloween hot take would be M&M's peanuts. Don't like those. Wow. Yeah, Whoa. Don't like those. Wow. Can't Whoa. have that. I would, I would be the kid that would suck the chocolate off of it and spit the peanut out. <laughs> Wow, yeah, Ambassador Jeremy. Okay, well, that what is, candy do you like? It, what's, yeah, what's, See, I'm a candy candy person, not a chocolate person, so I'm going Twizzlers, Dots, okay. Bottle Caps, those okay. things. See, now, Bottle Caps, very I mean, underrated. I'm on board yes. for Twizzlers, but not Dots and Bottle yeah. Oh, my God. Bottle I'll, Caps, I'll, underrated. Okay, so what are you being for Halloween? Oh, I, I bought one of those. You remember the uh, really bad plastic masks that, that you wore as a kid? It was like a bad yeah, plastic mask absolutely. and a plastic smock. Well, absolutely. they make them for adults now. Yeah. So I bought one. It's a Batman one. <laughs> there you it's go. It's going to be awesome. All right, uh, Snake, since you're the one holding the microphone, uh, Halloween hot take. Uh, I love I love Mounds bars. Okay. Uh, maybe that's not a hot take. But, but, I, but I not Almond Joy? Uh, Almond Joy is too healthy for me. Okay. okay. I don't Understood. like nutrition. Okay. What are you being for Halloween? Oh, you know, I haven't thought of it yet. Um, well, you better start thinking now. Oh, geez. Because by yeah, the time the night. show's on the air, it will have passed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> man, I'll, 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 start, uh, I'll start brainstorming. Okay, after there that. you okay. go. Today. We'll get back to you All right. later. Uh, King James, we'll keep this shot. We'll keep the two shot up so King James can wander over and give his Halloween hot take. Uh, I guess my uh, favorite uh, candy bar right now yeah. is uh, Take Five. Interesting. Okay. Okay. That's a good take. It's, yeah. That is yeah. one that Hot is that, that is off Hot the beaten path. Okay, five. so what what is the the most evil Halloween candy? The one that you do not like at all under any circumstance? Uh, probably not too much of a hot take, but it's like the peanuts, those little styrofoam. Oh yeah, the styrofoam peanuts. peanuts those are awful. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Those Gross. are those yeah. are. Gross. All right. Those are just regular candy though yeah. too. Well Blech. done. Well done. What do you mean the, for Halloween? Well, yeah. What do you mean for Halloween, James? Oh, it's it's the most ingenious thing ever. I'm going to be uh, a stagehand. There you go. <laughs> meaning he has to work. Yeah, meaning he's got to work. All right, Commander Sandy, hot take for uh, Halloween. I like, you know, the chocolates, Milky Way, Snickers. But you know what? I hate those Whoppers. Those, oh. those malted yeah. milk things. Yeah, the milk duds Ugh. and the Whoppers. I, I don't that. mind Whoppers. I don't mind them. It's too messy. I like, I'll bring some in for you because we have a bunch. Yeah, there you go. Um, um, I'm just handing out candy, so I am not... See, we it will hoard. be a candy hander oh, router. Man. Yeah, we hoard at the house, and uh, and my wife Patty knows how I'm wired. She bought extra. No, well, she, no, she bought the bag knowing the contents of it, and has removed all of the Reese's peanut butter cups. <laughs> so and has, you won't eat so, them. No, so I will eat them. She's pulled from the 275 oh, bag. She's pulled all of the Reese's out okay. and has put them in the freezer. Oh, I remember this okay, from last okay, okay, year. Okay. You have all the Reese's in the freezer. Correct. Stacks of I was going to say do. that you were going to eat them before the kids could get them. That's close. No, that's the Kit Kats. The okay. Kit Kats are for me a close second. But my Halloween hot take, I do not like candy corn. With the heat of a thousand suns, I hate candy corn. It's not that bad. And not, you you can have mine. I will take your candy All right, so Halloween. What are you being for Halloween? Uh, Tired. 
Gosh. Actually, you my, guys. I'm going to be handing out. I'm Jeremy be and I handing. are the only ones dressing up. Well, it's because, well, I mean, are you dressing up for when folks come to the door? I mean, maybe. So, uh, no. We're gonna so we're gonna sit on the end of the driveway. So, ah, okay. So that the doorbell and the dogs don't bark and the girls ah, will be asleep. Get, yes. So we're doing okay. Babyland General Hospital. Okay. I know. I know. It's so cheesy. But so y'all, then John Xavier Roberts. So cute. So then John is Xavier Roberts. Then he's a doctor. I'm a and, nurse. And not the guy who created the. Well, the maybe he is in the doctor suit. Kids. In no. the doctor suit. No, no, no. Like the, the actual dude who made them. He's not. He's not him. Okay. And I'm gonna be like the nurse. Okay. And the girls are gonna be Cabbage Patch Kids, and it's it's so cheesy, but just wait, just wait till you see the pictures. Yeah. Follow me. Follow me on social media. Yes. And you can see the pictures. Right. So I'm um, probably get, be on Instagram. All right. So once again, thanks to our friends at South. Hey, you Paulding. didn't get to ask me what my favorite Halloween candy is. I told you what's your Halloween hot take, and you went straight to wardrobe. I know, because I'm so excited. My favorite Halloween ca- candy is Laffy Taffy. Understood. By far. Understood. Laffy I get that Taffy. one. All right, so then what's your Halloween hot take? What do you not like that everybody would sit there and think you're crazy? Well, I kind of already said it. It's the dots. Oh, the dots. Sorry, uh, Jeremy. The dots. They're okay. disgusting. All right. It kind of tastes like plastic. All right. Uh, once again, thanks to our friends at South Paulding for uh, adding a, a new friend. Love this. This is incredible. Yeah, great helmet. Great helmet right here. Uh, promote the games one more time, quickly, before we go. One second. Efforting. Efforting. Our web game, Carver versus Cedar Grove, Godfrey Stadium, 7.30 Friday, and our game of the week on TV, North Gwinnett and Norcross. What she said. It's going to be a full night recruiting 2022. We'll start things off at 7 o'clock, and that is yet another version of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Big rivalry down south, Ware County and Coffee. We caught up with those two coaches. We got to ask each other about Halloween and got to find out in the staff whip around who really is going to make the playoffs. And it looks like it's going to be Ambassador Jeremy. Last week of the regular season. So season two ends. It is decision day. We'll be on all night long breaking down the brackets at gpbgpb.org and the GPB Sports app. Do you make the postseason? We find out in short order. That's another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Play it safe, everybody. Enjoy your games. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. Everybody.